Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. My guest today is Mr. Scott Errol. He is the current uh, CEO of Motor Neurons Disease. Hi, Scott. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you very much, and uh, and for that intro. Yeah, um, yes, CEO from uh, MND New Zealand. So we we provide uh, community-based support services right across the country, um, yeah. uh, free to and uh, to anybody with MND and their families. It's uh, it's, it's a tough disease, you know, um, mm. uh, many people refer to it as sort of the bastard of diseases. Um, right. It's that bad and, and given our sort of sporting connection and the Commonwealth Games on at the moment, mm. uh, what I've been saying lately is that if there was a, a, an Olympics for diseases, then MND would win the gold every time. It, oh, uh, really? Really? It's, it's, it's uh, probably one of the most, the toughest, you know, I would yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, would uh, chuck out there <laughs> yeah 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 we can um we can dig into that a little bit more but um you you've um you've been in this health space for for a number of years and uh you were previously um ceo of dementia new zealand and um and you and and you've done some work in the digital health insights space as well so i know that that's sort of your area of speciality is that that to sort of where technology meets health um, and so I'm probably quite keen to sort of learn a little bit more about what you got you into this space in the first place. Like um, I'm, I, that's as far back as I could go. So there's obviously <laughs> some some additional history that I'm not aware of. So feel free to share, you know, whatever you think's appropriate. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I, I won't bore you and your listeners with uh, the, the full story, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been in um, New Zealand health and disability system or sector for uh, well on 20 years. Mm. And, and in different sort of guises, I suppose, in different sectors. But most of that time, sort of in aged care, uh, residential care um, type settings, and and then home-based and community care, um, did a lot of work. I spent a good seven years nearly with, um, health, with a company called Healthcare New Zealand, which is the largest home-based care provider in the country. Right. Um, so we provided support workers uh, into people's homes where, you know, they and, and that was across the board. It was either... You know, health of older people as is commonly known, over 65s generally. Um, under 65s would be uh, physical and intellectual disabilities, and then any age group which is uh, with an injury, which is ACC related work. Right. Um, so, yeah, quite a quite a gambit there. Mm, and, but mm. effectively, people at, at a time, I always say, when the health or um, disabilities, yeah, when people need your help, then they're almost often they're at their most vulnerable in, in, in their life. Mm. And so then they trust you to, to help them in that, in, at that time. So, mm. um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a humbling experience at times to be involved in doing what you can um, and working with others who do some uh, fantastic work. Um, yeah. And then I had a sponsor, another good six or seven years with um, NZ Health IT, which is the, uh, there was a big body for the health, IT industry sector. Okay. So yeah, membership organization. So we had mm. members um, made up of like the big players like uh, Orion Health and Spark and 
Microsofts and you know right. quite a large group there. Mm. Right, uh, yeah, you know, Amazon, AWS, um, okay. right there, right through to the mid-sized. Um, quite often the New Zealand-based um, oper um, operators, right down through to the sort of um, one or two person sort of entrepreneurial startups mm. Um, mm. developing that you know developing some really exciting kind of soft bits of software and applications yeah. to to help help in the health sector. Yeah, 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 fantastic. Um, and and I think there was a uh, was is there a there was a conference not that long ago where everybody met and you know you had speakers and everybody gets to to network. Yeah, um, well, it's been pretty um, patchy, isn't it, because of yeah. COVID those last yeah. couple of years and uh, getting back into it. And so yeah, yeah um, I'm I'm associated by being on the board of um, Health Informatics New Zealand. Okay. I've kept my kind of connection with with that health informatics, health IT side through through HINS, H I N Z, mm. yep. and so they put on a lot of events, and uh, a lot of them, of course, same as when I was at NZ Health IT, you know, we had to go really quick into virtual events and virtual, you know, go virtual because of COVID, mm. Um, mm. and they've been doing similar, and and now get yeah, getting people back into into um, yeah, face to face. Uh, you know, in the same room, so to speak. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And so there's quite a bit of that happening, has been happening, but more so planned in the future. Fantastic. Yeah, good. Um, and how does that roll out to, you know, the general public? What, where could, where are the touch points for uh, for people who are, you know, the lay person um, with what those organisations are doing? And obviously it sounds like it's, it's software, probably apps, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we, the best way I could put it is that if it's working well, then none of us should actually know that it's working. Ah, you know, it's, okay. Uh, you know, and, but there's a lot of work to be done to get to that, that stage. So yeah. um, you, you could be, um, it just, at the moment, it just depends how connected you might be with your own health and the mm. technology that you might use mm. um, you know, to, to manage your health or, mm. or the technology that others use when they're helping you with your health. So, okay. um, and like, it could be with your GP or a doctor, yep. you know, they, a doctor has a GP practice, has a patient management system or a PS. Yep. And, and most now, not all, but most have a, uh, what they call a patient portal. Mm -hmm. um, there's some common, most common ones are sort of like manage my health, that, you know, it's called manage my health. And, yep. Um, yep. and but, but there's, a, there's a number of others. Mm -hmm. And I know. so, yeah, so you can be accessing some of your record, um, you know, through your own portal um, uh, that's actually managed by your GP. So, right. Um, but you might not have a portal. You might, your doctor might have one, but you choose not to use it or you don't know that they've got one. Yeah. Um, but so then you might go visit your doctor, go have a consult and, you know, you see them tapping away on your computer, on their computer while they're, they're mm. talking to you. Mm. They are entering, they are, at, at that very basic level, in a way, they're entering that health data they're getting from you, mm. you know, at, mm. at that point. You know. gotcha. um, increasingly, of course, and we know, you know, us, us mad runners, don't we, that, you know, we, we've got our, our run watches. We've got yeah. our, you know, some of us, you know, not me, you know, we've got our trackers and our shoes yep. and yep. all this sort of stuff and mm. kind of just depends how teched up you want to get. Mm. Um, and then, you know, there's, you know, whether it's Garmin or Apple or you know any of those devices now, you know you've got your 
your own portal, uh, so to speak. Yes. Um, that's capturing the data that you choose to capture, you know, while you're exercising or during yeah. your daily daily life. You know, yeah. more more and more that that's starting to connect up now across the spectrum. So right. Like, uh, like the likes of Manage My Health uh, or, and these portals that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, are starting to enable the facility to connect that data you're collecting yourself, mm. you know, to your, you know, your kind of more, let's call it the more formal health uh, data that's been collected about you. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. so that's where we're starting to sort of see, a, a guess, I guess, an intersection between the data that we like to collect because, you know, if, if you're a weekend warrior like me, you know, you just yeah. want to, yeah. You want to know um, how many miles you did or kilometers you did and yeah. what your elevation was and how fast you went or, in my case, how slow you went. Um, all, all those things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Largely, though, the GP sort of still sort of says, well, we, you know, we don't really want to know all that stuff. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, but, but the technology is developing in a way, particularly with the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning, so that we can actually start to enable our doctor um, or our health professionals, because it's not just about your GP, mm. uh, to access the data that they want to see. They they choose not to see all of it because it's too much for them. Um, but you can start now to enable that um, a, a sort of a subset of your data yeah. you know, to be to be viewed or or used in one way or another. Yeah. So that yeah, yeah that's very broad. Um, yeah. It's very exciting because for a mm. very long time. Um, it's been a hard road to hoe um, for the tech sector to kind of convince the health sector mm, mm. how much technology could do and can do. Mm. Um, and when I say the health sector, primarily the government of the day, whichever whichever it may be. Yeah. But there has been over the last, um, I'd say, six or more years, a, great, a quite rapidly increasing understanding of the, the role that technology does have to play in the in the health sector. Yeah, and, um, and we're seeing now that there's you know there's the restructure of the health system includes mm. you know, quite a lot of investment and work being done, you know, to to sort of get the use of technology um, embedded more. And I'm talking sort of more like telehealth type technologies and yep. um, again the the ability for your data to to be um, seen and utilized where you need it to be, you know, yes. so more, more about yes. the individual. Yeah. Um, and trying to minimize then that the replication of data that you give to the health system, you know, I don't know, many of us would have experienced, you know, you go, you go and, you know, might've, might've tripped on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a route on the, in the trail, part next thing you've yep. you've done your done your ankle and yep. uh next thing you're in emergency department um that's if you can get into them nowadays because they're pretty full <laughs> but um and, and but then you're getting asked the same questions about your allergies and your you know your medications and that your doctor already knows your yeah GP. yeah and many, many of us have probably been in a situation saying well i've already told about six mm. people the same, mm. same stuff well that that's that's you know quite soon actually going to not be the case and you know that that your kind of your data your information will follow you where brilliant and, and can be used um and of course uh, you have implications around the protection of your data yeah. the security of it 
yep. that side of things. Again, a lot of work has been done to ensure that, you know, if you do trust the system with your data, that that, that trust is upheld and, mm. and it's mm. kept secure as well. Uh, but it's quite exciting. I could probably ramble on about that, this stuff for quite a while. Um, <laughs> the amazing thing that I found in that sector was, like in the provision of healthcare, people who, whether it's a doctor or a support worker or you know, going into people's homes, mm. anybody, um, they do amazing work. Um, you know, every day it's, it's incredible. Mm. You know, and even more so now with the, health, the system being under so much pressure. Yeah. Um, but in the kind of in the background, there's these these technologists, these software people and IT people. They're just doing an amazing. I know they're doing things that I, you know you and I probably never imagined. Right. And, right. Um, and you know, with software, yeah, um, yeah, basically zeros and ones. Yeah. Um, you know, creating some some amazing stuff mm. right through. Mm. You know, if you've heard of Soul Machines, uh, which is you know created the digital human. Uh, type technology so you know um it is getting to the stage you know and some people get a bit freaked out by this where you know um you could be you know we're looking at each other at the moment as well as talking uh but i could be you know you could be talking to an avatar of me um right you know it's it's my digital me not me yes yeah um, yeah yeah for example <laughs> and you know that that's a little ways off but it's not mm. that far not that far either okay you know? okay and, uh, so that gets a bit scary but the the kind of the implications of it are also quite exciting uh, to a degree because mm. uh, you know I could you know, my digital me could be talking to you right now and the real me is out doing my doing a run doing what yeah. I want and, yeah. and enjoy doing, you know um, that's a bit of a stretch but you know imagine if you could just go for a run whenever you want but your digital self is still doing the work for you oh, how good <laughs> would that be <laughs> I'd never see my desk. <laughs> 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 um, but but getting back to re the real reality at the moment, I guess mm. is the um, the implications of the use of uh, greater use of machine learning, you know, in a good way. So we're not talking about the kind of social media kind of manipulation of machine learning. Mm. We're talking about you know how, how we choose our data to be collected and used, and then the predictability of of certain things happening if you do this something right uh, you know so you know and we're already getting that so you know, I've, you know i don't know about you but i've got a garmin watch yep you know so i don't know how accurate it is but you know it, it, it tells me after a run doesn't it that you know my my training's on track or yep. i'm over training I'm yes under training um, mm. i get increasingly i get frustrated because most of the time it tells me i'm unproductive <laughs> and going, well, you know, you, you, know, you don't get to tell me that. You know, like I, I'm, I've been I, busy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, but we, I think we'll see if we're talking about kind of our our sport and exercise and so forth. You know, that you know, that it's almost an unlimited. You know, just it, it's sort of a, it's hard to imagine where it could get to in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as it's, yeah, the big thing though still comes back to who owns the data mm. and there's a big discussion mm. has been going on for a while and it's going to keep going on. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm in the corner of, um, yeah, the data belongs to me and, yeah. and I, I get to choose what gets collected and what, how it's used. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm probably very much at an extreme of that. Um, whereas you'll get within the health system, 
you know, the health system itself might say and does say in some situations, well, actually, we've collected data, so we own the data. Um, you know, um, yeah. or or we are the custodian of your data. Mm. Um, so we mm. actually kind of we kind of control it, not not you. But that's starting to change. And I suppose if you're if there were two extreme corners of that, of you know, say like for me saying, well, it's mine, and I'll 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 decide who gets to see it and use it. Um, through to the other end of the spectrum where you know the system so to speak says well actually we've collected it so it's ours um i think it's starting to get you know those extremes are less so i think they're starting to get sort of a middle bit of a middle point yeah um, yeah and and yes the system, the system is a custodian of, of our health data if um if we view it that way but the system is also starting to understand the value of that data to the individual and um, you know the fact that you know you, those two extremes actually they they actually don't do us any good really we we've got to get find a midpoint. Mm, um, mm. You know, I, I I've often said you know you know with lots of shakings of head if I'm in a in a room full of health type people or health bureaucrats yeah. and I say well actually it's my data and I want to be paid for it every time it's used. So, ah, so yes so, yeah we'll say my data gets used for research well i yeah obviously i should have that choice yeah i should, mm, get, mm. I should get to give approval for that mm. uh, and i should earn some health points just like i get air points yep uh, and yep. actually go a bit further if i'm using data or even uh if i'm doing what i'm doing to be as healthy as i possibly can uh to avoid having to use the health system well i should earn i should earn health points Yes, uh, you know, agreed. That, that type of thing. Uh, now, mm. of course, that freaks out. That freaks some many out. Many. Yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. They grapple with um, that. Huh? Yeah, they would do. But you know, why wouldn't you? You know, um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Because we, you know, obviously, health trying to be healthy comes. You know, at times we hurt ourselves, so we, we, we you know, we come under the ACC um, to one some extent or another. Um, mm. But mm. of course. Many of us would say, "Well, we pay taxes anyway." Yes, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in general, you know, my experience has been that people who are aware of their health and are doing something about it um, uh, place a, a lower burden on the health system and system in general. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and, that, and that is gen in general. I am generalizing, but yeah, um, yeah. There should be there should be some reward for that. There's um there's some interesting data that's been um recently researched from uh, I think Exercise New Zealand uh, partnered with I can't remember which organisation it was now but you know they they found that um, if there was a, an investment of two and a half thousand uh, per person across the country the, the the return on investment of that two and a half thousand would be twelve and a half thousand per Per, per person mm. uh, you know it's a, a no-brainer we know that we're part of the solution in in the uh, the exercise industry but as you said you know there's there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a lag between the, the health experts you know wanting to i guess fully embrace that concept and, and realize how how powerful it is and i know you're obviously a believer because you're already there and um and i guess this is my opportunity to segue into uh, into park run because that's where um, you know, we we didn't officially meet, but you came onto my radar. <laughs> I was I was standing at my first park run, and I said to someone I knew, "Who's this guy standing up here talking to us?" And he said, "Oh, that's Scott." I was like, "Oh, okay, who's Scott?" 
and um and i uh and i recent i noticed recently in a, in a picture that you were in that you'd done your over 150 park runs yeah yeah I, I, just recently i think i've done a couple since then so i must be yeah. sitting on about 152 wow wow um, yeah. that's a that's a, a sizable uh contribution <laughs> oh no yeah thank you but i i yeah it's interesting um yeah because the whole park run firstly is can become quite addictive just with the statistics yeah and, yeah and yeah. kind of a there's a, a degree of park runner that can get incredibly obsessed with that yeah um yeah, and yeah. i think i am i'm I'd like to think that I'm not quite at that point, but I'm not far away, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then I think, you know, like I, I, I'm humbled um, to know, uh, you know, some, I'm, I'm actually, best way, I'm proud actually to know people, you know, park runners, you know, who are friends now that mm. I've met through, through being a park runner, mm. you know, they're, you know, they're open to 250, 300. Um, in fact, uh, you know, wow. I, a chap that I think you both of us might know, uh, Andrew Keppel. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he he just did his 400th, I think. Good grief. And, okay. And he, he might growl me because I might have it wrong, but um, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Steve Darby, who's in, in New Zealand, um, he, he's from England originally. Um, he is about to, well, actually, while we're doing this recording, mm. uh, I, think, I think this coming weekend, he's about to do his 600th. Good grief. Okay. So that's, an amazing, that's an amazing mile. Yeah. 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 Phenomenal. But, yeah. But I, I say, you know, my time in park run has been about five years worth. And um, I, I was actually kind of, um, I was doing some running, not a lot. But, and people I was running with just said to me, Oh, have you, you know, why don't you do park run, Scott? I, I knew nothing about it. And they said, oh, This is all you do go and register online mm. and come along to us and come along with us. And cause we do at that stage, most of them were doing Western Springs park run. And so that was my first one. And I was just blown away. I just thought, uh, how fantastic, you know, and uh, it didn't matter that I was turned up and was doing my first one. And there were people there that were doing, you know, their hundredth or two hundredth or whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, everybody's treated the same. And, yeah. Didn't matter if you were the fastest or you were walking it. Yeah. Um, again, and you could be like a built like a whippet going, yeah, you know, doing five k's in sixteen minutes, mm. or you were at the other end of the scale and you were walking it and doing it in sixty minutes. Yeah. Uh, nobody cared about that. It was the mm. fact that you, you turned mm. up and participated, mm. and that's mm. what got me hooked. Really, I just thought, man, this is just. I guess with my health background, health sector background. I just thought, man, this is so fantastic. How, you know, how unique mm. um, to, you know, nobody was being treated as an elite. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Nobody was being treated at the other end of that spectrum yeah. either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, how I, that's how I got hooked. And yeah, um, yeah, brilliant. But I, I'm also, you know, when, when a person having from that experience and, you know, yes, I've done 150, you know, a little over 150. And but for me, when, someone turns up and does their first one I, that's very special yeah. and and the park run, park runs that i've been involved in i i'm just so pleased when someone you know kind of steps out of their comfort zone uh turns up to this thing that they you know probably their friends have dragged them along to um and and they do it and usually once they do it they're hooked you know yeah um, yeah um, yeah something so, special about it yeah, yeah I, the, the most i was just going to add there the most important um, number of uh, park runs is number two. Um, so you, 
there's a lot of people who do their first one and we don't see, you know, well, when I say a lot, yeah. there's a percentage of people who do one and then then they, they don't repeat. Okay. So what, and there's a number of reasons for that. Mm. Um, to me, once you've done number two or just, and then into number three, then you are pretty much hooked. You're going to keep yeah. coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is special. Um, <clears throat> I remember, I, I, I think I'm guilty of being in that category, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> admittedly i did it after i'd already done a run one saturday when a mate of mine was was coming to the hobsonville one. Oh yeah like, oh yeah yeah i'll join in i'll join in and um and i didn't really know much about it and i think i think this was after we'd had a visitor from the uk who um a family member who is a gp in wales oh, and she, wow. she woke up on the saturday morning and, oh where's your local park run i went the what <laughs> She said, where's your local park run? And I said, and, and we had to look it up and went, oh, it's literally just over the, the bridge in, in Hobson. And that kind of put it on my on my radar. I was, I was, you know, oh, okay, I should probably go and have, check this out. And then I did. And and I and I have to admit, I haven't been back since, but that's not because I didn't enjoy it. Um, I've heard park run be described as um, more of a, a social movement rather than mm. a um, than a physical event. And I think that's absolutely right. And I think what you just talked about, you know, that that non-judgmental, all all comers welcome, let's all get out get out there together is is a really important point of difference. You know, it's a different culture. You know, you don't have the bib with the number, and um, you know, you don't have these age categories when you're when you're you know being, you know, checked in and checked out. It's just you've got your you've got your barcode, and it is what it is. It's just a fantastic opportunity to to join another community of, of people who enjoy movement getting outside and and i think that's great from people like my point of view who <clears throat> have may have clients who um, need to do more than they are already doing throughout their week and a great way of tapping into a community like like you did and and, and you had people that that got you involved because they were already doing it and and the same can go you know it's you you sort of pay it forward it's a brilliant mm. thing mm. No, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I've, you know, it's been a, a privilege to, to, like, I was involved in helping to set up Hobsonville Point Park Run. Mm. Uh, that's where um, we we obviously saw each other. Yep. And uh, and and it's, you know, that's amazing, you know, because when you take something that wasn't there before, and then now they yeah, they're regularly getting, you know, well over a hundred park runners on the weekends. Right. But obviously things got disrupted by COVID. Yeah. Um, but they, their numbers have built up really quickly and that reflects that community that's growing mm. out there. Um, and then most recently, you know, well, last year, you know, we got the uh, um, the new one started at Sherwood Reserve over at Browns Bay. Ah, and, yes. Um, that one's been, uh, sadly, was well, it's still going, which is great, and it's going to keep going, uh, but it was really affected by COVID because we... Uh, we came in, we've just had the first anniversary of it. So yep. we uh, beginning of July last year, we got it going. And I think this coming weekend, you know, uh, when we're recording this course, um, I think it's number event number 24. Yeah. So it's been disrupted by so much. Normally after 12 months, you'd be getting close to event sort of 48 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're about 50% um, mm, mm. Uh, under under. Yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, less because we just couldn't do them during COVID time. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then we had to do a course change um, uh, earlier this year when we did start to get back into it because uh, right. um, the council going to build a building on in the, in the uh. middle of part of our course. So we, <laughs> we, had, we had to make okay. a change. 
Hey, but anyway, yeah, for me, it's actually, and now actually over the last few weeks, uh, even with sort of the weather that we've been having, mm. um, regularly getting up, upwards of 60 people coming uh, every Saturday morning. Brilliant. And that's usually what happens with a new park run. You, um, Hobson Ball was the same and all yeah. of them would be the same. Right. They, when you first get going, you know, you slowly build. Mm. And, mm. Um, there's always a peak at the first one because there's some uh, heaps of people want to do from around the country want to do the inaugural. And, yes, of course. And of course, you got the what's called the country people wanting to maintain their countryman status, which is having done every parkrun event in the country. Um, uh, so at the okay. moment, there's 30, 37 parkrun events around okay. the country. And, and there is a group of people who have done all 37. Um, Brilliant. And, and it's a bit, again, it's that addictive quality of parkrun. Yes. So, um, <laughs> But then once you have the first one or two events under your belt, then numbers drop off, but then they start to build up with the, the, the locals start to turn up. They hear about it and, yeah. um, but, you know, they, yeah, Sherwood Reserve will start uh, one, one, into summer. Um, yeah, we'll start to get close to about 80 plus, I would imagine. Yeah. Great. But the, but the thing that I've really had a lot of um, satisfaction from is you, you're involved in starting a park run, hasn't been one there before, and it doesn't seem feel like very long. Suddenly, you've got a hundred plus people coming along. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's and, fantastic. And, and they're enjoying it, you know. Mm, mm, and, it's, mm. and it's having a beneficial impact on on their life. Definitely, definitely. In so many ways, you you've started a bit of a movement, though, haven't you? You have your own hashtag, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hashtag Scott Airplane. Scott Airplane. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's a bit of a. I, frankly, it's a, it started out as a piss take okay. um, because I was, uh, it was around about probably four or so years ago. It might have yeah. been, yeah, anyway, um, running in events like where you're paid events like where you're wearing a bib, bib and stuff and um, running around. And I, I kind of looking around at the runners that I'm running with, kind of taking it all very seriously. I, and I, you know, I, I'm serious like the like anyone when it comes to running but i i think unless you're having some fun yeah why would you do even do it and um was actually came about with my my wife anna who's a fantastic photographer and she would come along and back in those days and take photos of me and she commented to me one time is um that i she always wanted to meet mate wear red because a lot of runners wore dark colors and and trying to pick me out of a bunch ah yeah look for the red yeah and um so then i thought well, I'll just start leaping around and being a silly bugger. Uh, yes. Then, yeah, then she can't help but see me, right? <laughs> and, but then what I noticed when I was doing that, initially, I got a lot of frowns, these serious buggers. Oh, crikey. Yeah. And, um, and, of course, that made me worse. That made me worse. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then so suddenly now we have this movement that is, you know, of Scott aeroplanes where yeah. you can't actually do a Scott aeroplane when you're running or walking without smiling you can't yeah. if you try to do a scott airplane and don't smile it's actually almost impossible for some yeah. reason yeah and um yeah. and it, to me it started out as this piss take of let's not take especially for people like me which is the majority really you know the weekend warriors yeah um let, let's not take it too seriously yeah you know because we yeah. we should we should have a bit more fun than just getting to the finish line and saying well i come you know out of a group out of a a field of 200 runners i came you know 150th 
you know, and and sort of getting some satisfaction from that, which is fine. Um, let's have a bit of fun along the way. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people that that do Scott airplanes, and we've had them uh, pre-COVID times. It's so it kind of got again like everything impacted by COVID. Um, yeah. um, but we've had them done in the foothills of the Himalayas. Um, oh, right. We've had, had them done it, you know, in, in the snow fields and uh, ski fields in Austria. And, Brilliant. Um, and around New Zealand. There are some park funds that do them more than others, like obviously Sherwood. Um, there's, yep. some, there's, there's a handful of dedicated Scott aeroplaners out at Hobsonville Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes run directors... Um, might grimace when they see me turn up at their park run because then they go, oh, <laughs> and no, what's coming. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah, I've done 31 of the 37 events around the country and, um, and I want to be a countryman at some point. Yeah, right. Brilliant. The problem now is there's more starting, you know, quite regularly. So we're, you know, it won't be long and we'll have close to 40 or even 40 plus oh, wow. around, around the country, which is yeah. great. Yeah. But of course, but of course you, <laughs> you fall back on how many you get to do yeah um, yeah yeah and so often i'll ahead of time i'll send a message usually by facebook to that um to that event saying that i'm yeah. up and um uh, part part ego trip of course because you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm an extrovert so why, yeah. why wouldn't i why wouldn't yeah. i announce my arrival beforehand of course um, <laughs> <laughs> but i do get a buzz from uh this i get a, a buzz from two things one from people doing Scott airplanes and smiling and having fun to from the challenge of getting people who want to airplanes to do airplanes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I've got some people who go, I'm never going to do a Scott airplane. It's just absolutely stupid. You know? And, and of course, to me, that's like a challenge. That's a, of course. it's a, it's a red rag to a bull. And <laughs> it's a bit like telling, it's a bit like telling a person not to scratch their nose and, and then they do. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, if you tell, yeah. if you tell a person to do a Scott airplane and they say they never will, well, eventually they will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> but anyway, coming back to the yeah, the basis of it is really just to show that you're, yeah. you're having fun. Yeah, uh, you're you're enjoying yourself. Some people they they jump up in there. We've got Nicholas Main who does an amazing. He's often out at Hobsonville Point. He does an amazing leaping Scott airplane. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, and people put, they they put their own spin on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, yeah. Do it as you like. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. That's great. <clears throat> coming, yeah. So coming back to Parkrun, I think, um, mm. and talking about what we were with the health system, mm. what I have seen in myself, but also in so many others, where they, you know, quite often they turn up the Parkrun, they're not the healthiest, and um, they, uh, so in terms of health or even mental health and the socialising aspect of Parkrun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I have seen physical and people physically and mentally change uh, by participating in parkrun, and so right. you know, I'm an absolute advocate for parkrun. Mm, I mm, think mm. Um, nobody's pressured to do it. No, when you turn up, you're under no pressure whatsoever, um, and it's all about you and what you want to get out of it. And but you've got a community of people you've just met who understand what you're going through and and are there to support you with you know at any given point mm, um mm. and and uh i think it's fabulous i think the you know people have um shared with me stories about you know their their, their fight with depression and how 
going to parkrun has helped with that and wow. um their kind of shyness which has kind of um led to their depression and yeah um some, some have been quite kind of it's been interesting where they've said they've come to parkrun and, and i'm not saying this to blow my own horn where they've gone like who is this mad idiot called scott and he comes up to me and welcomes me and has a chat and then he he's getting me to do this silly thing called scott airplane <laughs> and i can't help but enjoy myself even though i was i was convinced that i wouldn't enjoy this yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was dragged along, dragged along by a mate or a family member. Mm, um, mm. And whether it's me or someone else, you like um, at another park run. Every park run makes people feel welcome. Uh, you know, and I and afterwards you can go along and have a coffee, um, yeah. chat. Um, yeah. You know, you you meet complete strangers often, and the next mm. thing you know, you're connected up via Facebook or mm. however. Mm. And over a period, I've made. Some of my strongest friendships now have come by way of Parkrun. Right. Uh, wow. Those are people that I would never have met other than through Parkrun. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I, also, yeah. I, often, I often actually say too that, you know, like I could be a mass murderer, <laughs> but, but I go to Parkrun and they just treat me like a Parkrun. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a real leveler. And, and it is so much more than just a physical event. It's, um, it's been really well put together and, and obviously those who will help organize it and make it happen are, are all volunteers, aren't they? So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's no sort of commercial gain behind it. And I think that's part of the, part of the attraction because people realize that there's, there's not a, um, a money-making organization here. It's all about the people that are turning up and the, the participation and the connection and the health benefits and, and the things you've just, you've just talked about. And I like how you've just added your flavor to it. You know, it's the, it's the not just participating, but it's actually making it a lot more fun. Yeah, um, yeah. which which doesn't happen with you know a traditional uh, run event. It's you know it's quite stri- you know quite strict, and you've got to line up and don't start your watches, and here's the briefing, and you know, um, yeah, it's it's quite a different feel. So I mean, I, 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 I it's been great to um, I guess dig into that a little bit because I really recommend it to to anyone who hasn't participated, mm-hmm. and I'll put my hand up now and commit to doing more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get to number number two becomes number three becomes exactly number four. exactly and, yeah yeah and yeah yeah in two years time you're you're hitting a hundred you know and yeah. that's, that's, and you get and you get the t-shirt so that's, oh that's brilliant great. brilliant well you know the, the milestones are um yeah um at certain milestones you get a t-shirt that's okay. a color and uh you know I, I, there's a bit of detail around that but that that helps it's like an yeah. incentive and People proudly wear their T-shirts at, yep. at various events that they go to. Yep. Oh, and I was thought I'd better add before we get in trouble. Um, just my comment there about being a mass murderer. Like I've got, I'm not a mass murderer, and I've got no intention of being a mass murderer. But um, you know, so, but I'm sure people understood what I was saying. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I, I thought I'd better add that, otherwise your podcast might get in trouble. And, um, yeah. No, no, you're good. You're good, Scott. Um, but you're I, think, good. I think. I oh, think for runners, you know, like people that you're, yeah, people that you're training and other personal trainers, I think there's a big message there because I know um, park runners who, you know, also the, you know, a lot of my friends, mine as well, and they're doing way more mileage and exercise than I am. But you know, they incorporate park run into their weekly mm. routine, mm. Um, and it and it gives them a, you know, they, uh, there's some that will run, you know, five or ten k's um, to their local park run. Yes, um, they'll do the fight. They'll do the five k. Yeah, um, they. They may or may not stop for coffee, uh, depending on what their 
their training plan has yeah. got in store yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, you know, so then they, but then they, if they do the five k, then they finish off with their five or ten k back home or wherever they're going. Mm. Mm. So without too much trouble, you've done you know upwards of fifteen k's in that one um, in, yeah. on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. But you've included a park run, which gives you a bit of a, a variance, a variation. Um, and you get to see your mates as well, and you, you know, rather than just pounding the streets all by yourself. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And you get that um, you get that race feel as well. So if you are building up for an event mm. which has more than one person in it, then you you get that yeah. opportunity to you know take care where you're putting your feet and not knocking people out of the way. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a really good opportunity for people in the, the fitness industry to you know build a potentially tap into another network as well i'm not saying go start handing out business cards but you know a great yeah. way of um, getting to know more people who are active or want to get active and um and potentially being there to support them if you know you make a good connection with somebody who says well actually i could do with some help with xyz to help my running and you know mm. away you go yeah yeah and it does happen and i think that's um mm. yeah so i i do know some runners who won't do parkrun because it, it doesn't kind of fit with their training schedule right um but yeah and that's fine it's an individual thing yeah. um and but i also i probably know more who do incorporate it and get mm. and get the benefit from mm. from mm. from that so it's really good and i think uh, then broader coming back to the health system uh, it is a frustration for me that um even in the health and sports so where we've got you know the the health structure the health entities and um the ministry of health and so on uh because we've just had we're going through a restructure of the system so things are changing yeah. um then we've got the sport nz of the world and and the local sporting trust you know the regional sporting trust like in my area it's, it's the harbour harbour yeah. sport and yeah uh, there's waikato sport and all mm. those um i am very frustrated that they are largely ignoring parkrun and mm. and i mm. you know i have tried and there seems to be a what I would call a bureaucratic um, thing about. Well, yes, what you know, there's this thing that happens on a Saturday morning. It's almost like they can't understand that something like this, this, this uh, movement, which attracts every Saturday morning thousands of runners and hundreds of volunteers, mm. um, can you know, kind of happens. It's almost like it's how how could that be possible that this could happen? You know, it's like and it's free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and numbers grow; they don't diminish. So, mm -hmm. and and I've made you know I've made presentations and uh, you know to the health sector and said yep. you know um, you should be supporting this thing um, mm -hmm. to get you know and it doesn't cost a lot to get a park run going. Right. Um, there's there's some hoops to jump through from yep. a park run course safety perspective. Yeah. Um, a, a park a new park run's got to raise money for a defibrillator an okay. aed yep um that's the financial financial commitment and uh you know we we were lucky to get um actually garth barfoot who many people will know yeah um you know he's in his 80s and still going yes um he he donated the money for us to get our our defibrillator for shared reserve Brilliant. and um uh but you know and it's what it's a couple of thousand dollars so mm, mm. If, the health, if the health sector and the sport NZ and the sporting trust got behind Parkland, mm, mm. um, we could have well over 100, up to 150 yeah. around yeah. the country. Yeah. Um, and imagine the impact that that would have on our individuals and our communities. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And right. I think that's the nub of, of, of I, I wasn't sure what I, what I was trying to get to, but I think you've just summed it up perfectly, Scott. That's exactly where we need to be getting to because as I said, we're part of the solution, but the medical and the, you know, the, the health space need to, to catch up, meet us halfway. With, oh, yeah. easily. I mean, you know, like for an, you know, the millions of dollars that are spent oh, um, and, yeah. and in yeah. some cases, the millions of dollars that are wasted, yeah. um, you know, to get to, you know, $100,000 um, invested in a, a defibrillators for new park runs in New Zealand mm. uh, would have an immense impact. Mm. And, uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm a, obviously I'm a disciple about all this stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah. And in the UK, you know, like so I don't know if you or your listeners have heard of the green prescriptions in New Zealand. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, so your doctor can prescribe you a green mm. prescription. Mm. Um, well, in the UK and parts, uh, I don't know whether it's full, full, fully across the whole UK, but in the NHS system, GPs can prescribe Park Run as a green prescription. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Now. We've got to have that in New Zealand. Yes. This, yes. It's just to me is an absolute no-brainer. Yes. But I've tried. I've tried. Yeah. And some, okay. Uh, and, I've, and I've been knocked back. Um, I think I'm just. I'm not going to give up. But I think we've got to have more of us singing from the same tune. Yeah. Um. You know, talk to your local MPs about Parkland. Mm, mm, you know, mm. and, and, um, my call to action to people listening to this would be, yep. you know, um, you know, make sure that decision makers, um, whether they're MP that's in government now, um, or an MP that's going to be in government in the future, mm. you know, make sure they know about parkrun and yeah. drag them along to your local parkrun. Um, yes. You know, we've there's a couple of MPs that I know, politicians in government now or in parliament. I don't know whether they're in the current government or they might be in opposition that mm. do parkrun. Um, mm. Right. And uh, yeah, they they know what parkrun's about. But we've got to have more politicians knowing. What park on it, what what it is and the benefits it provides, definitely, um, and how little investment is required, you know, to get more park runs um, up and up and running around the country. Yeah, um, yeah for a little absolutely. country like New Zealand that that um, prides itself, so called prides itself on how sporting we are. Frankly, mm. um, mm -hmm. to have by now, like um, Cornwall Park just had its tenth anniversary, and I think Lower Hutt was the first one, and they might have had. Their, recently their 11th or 12th anniversary. So let's say Parkrun's been going in New Zealand for about 12 years. Yeah. Um, well, my my kind of um, view is to have, by now, after 12 years, have 47 Parkrun. We're, we're just, um, you know, mm -hmm. that's just, mm. that's just too, that's not enough. No. You know, we, we, we should easily have a 100 plus by now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. agreed. And we, yeah, and we can do it. So there's my call to action. Let's, Brilliant. Uh, let's, Brilliant. You know, let, let's, Let's you and me come back with another podcast, say in two years' time, and we could be celebrating the a, hundredth a, a park run event in New Zealand. That that would be fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, good. And it is about participation, isn't it? I know that we're a, a country of sport watchers, not sport doers. Where I think it's forty eight percent of Kiwis don't do the recommended um, amount mm -hmm. re weekly amount. Yeah. It's a, it's a, but if we had, as you say, if we had a hundred park runs, the opportunity for that participation would just be that much higher. Yeah, um, yeah, no, absolutely. And we, yeah. we and changed I, yeah, the stats. Yeah, and I think I actually think one of the things that the decision makers, I'll call them that, mm. that I've talked about, whether it's in the health sector, um, you know, mental health sector, mm. um, in the sporting sector, so sporting dead in the and the trusts around the country. I think because it costs so little to get one going, so so dollar investment is low. Mm. Um, 
um, passion and investment is high. So mm. the, the, the local, you've got to have um, for a start, you know, two, three, or a handful of local passionate volunteers that will get one going. Um, and once it gets going, it gets a life of its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think because the dollar investment is so low, they can't understand it. And because, right. because they have other sports rocking up wanting hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah, doesn't fit with their paradigm. Yeah. No, yeah. No. And I just think we've got to somehow break through that and say, actually, yeah. um, um, local volunteers going out, you know, rattling um, tins on street corners trying mm. to raise $2,000 for a defibrillator. That is, mm. That's not what they should be doing. They should, they should be freed up just to get a park run going. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But you know, there are some hoops to jump through, uh, quite understandably, with Parkrun itself, because with uh, a course has got to meet certain safety requirements. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you find, you know, not every park is going to be suitable for a Parkrun. Sure. Um, but once you find a course and it meets the criteria, and you jump through a few hoops, then you know, um, there's not. It's not too. It's not too difficult. But yeah. you've got to to get a Parkrun going. You've got to be very resilient, and right. Right. Um, in some cases, you know, it, from identifying a potential course through to getting one going can take a year or so. Okay. Um, okay. But, um, that, but that's okay because good mm. things take time, right? Mm. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. We just need a form a few more of those good things. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, that's Brilliant. why I'm. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I think. Yeah. The, the, absolutely. The, we can make a difference with parkrun and and to our society, um, and there are there are areas that absolutely need um, parkruns. You know, there's mm. there's um, you know where there's there's high health need, there's there's high deprivation, there's high yeah. um, low socioeconomic situations going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they would actually you know those areas those those communities would mm. would mm. thrive on on parkruns in their area. Absolutely. Um, um, you know, we've got individuals in, in certain you know, around the country who are doing some fantastic work. Um, if they could tap into a park run with mm. their community, mm. you know, it would add to what they're doing. You know? mm. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, we need to get, uh, we need, I don't know whether he listens to your podcast, but we need to get John Cohen along to a park run. Yes. Um, and get yeah. him talking to the mental health community. You know, John Cohen, Mike King, those sort of people, yeah. they, yeah. Should, they, they should be advocating for park runs. Yeah, yeah, Dave Latelli as well, you know, just yep. people who have got a bit of influence because they've been chipping away at this thing for, for a while. You're absolutely right. Yeah, um, and we've got, to break the, we've got to break it down. Because, uh, sorry, I'll talk forever too, by the way. But, um, <laughs> uh, that's a very good point because, you know, I've had, um, like, culturally, um, uh, Park Run in New Zealand, uh, you know, we've got to do our point part two here around, you know, being even more inclusive. Mm, um, mm, like mm. we already are like we we pride ourselves on being inclusive doesn't matter who you are and what you look like yeah uh, you come along and we'll treat you all the same um yeah. Yeah. but but we're not attracting certain certain um parts of our of our society mm, um mm. and i think we can do far we can do far more uh you know to to do that um yeah i don't have the solution to it but i think i think we need um we need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, no. another, there's another challenge from me. Yeah, I know, uh, that's it. All, yeah. your listeners, <laughs> all your listeners are going to be saying, why did Rich get this, this idiot on? He's, he, all he's doing is telling us to do stuff. <laughs> I know, but I, I think you're right, so Scott. You know, th those are the challenges, right? Those are the things that 
there is there is there is somewhere there's a solution to all of those challenges and problems but we need to put our heads to it and we need to try and come up with with um, a collective solution and and i don't think the government's put enough time into that and asked enough people like yourself going right what what do we do we're struggling things are th things are going the wrong way yeah yeah you know i um, agree yeah, yeah. Well, we're, all of us that have, you know, should be turning up to, again, let's put pressure on our local um, members of parliament, you know. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, the best way. Yeah. 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 Ask, yeah. You know, ask, like next year, we've got election year. True. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the electioneering um, starts early next year, so around February. Um, you know, they, it doesn't just start when they go into their campaign. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. So, so we should be turning up to our local MPs and saying, um, um have you got in your portfolio that you will start a, a park run in your local area? And if not, why not? Yes, absolutely. You know, and and yeah. start putting pressure on them and Put say, well, yeah, we, we, I can't tell people who to vote for, but say basically, well, if you are going to start a, help us to start a park run, uh, then you get my vote. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not that simple because we come into ideology, but um, yeah, because uh, there's some politicians I wouldn't vote for even if they started a hundred park runs. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's a that's a personal perspective. Yeah. Point of view, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's do that. Why why don't we do that? There's there's thousands of us doing park run every Saturday. Mm, uh, mm, go, mm. go go put the asset on your local MP. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. A great, a great um, list of things for us to do, but some some mm -hmm. really important things. I think you know, if we believe strongly enough in this stuff, and you know, we're practitioners like myself, that's the stuff that we should also be doing, not just the helping one person at a time. But how can we think bigger? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, I agree. And then finally, I say, if I can, I know you want to wrap this up, but kind yeah, of yeah. and believing this a little bit controversially is basically you know front up to your local sporting trust you know and um you know whether it's um southland sport or, yep. or actually southland sport are pretty good whether it's wherever harbour sport waco sport wherever mm, um yeah. if you know people at sport nz level you know front up to them and say look yep. Will, yep. will you put will you pull your head out of your own backside mm. and, have, and have and have a look at this thing mm. if you did mm. you'd be amazed amazed at what it does and what it and what it can do in the future yeah yeah absolutely no that's good thank you scott i really appreciate your time it's been a fantastic discussion and i know you're a busy man so i really appreciate the time you've you've given to me and and the podcast um and i think you're right we probably should plan to uh if it's if i'm still doing this we'll come back in a year or two and review those park run numbers and see whether um it's shifting in that right the right direction yeah right yeah yeah cool i've actually had a thought while we were talking we should start up a Park run political party ah. um, and run for, run for election and and our, our manifesto will be one thing right it'll be that New Zealand is covered in park run yes yes <laughs> it's not a bad one they've had worse haven't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right oh yeah we might do some other stuff like run the country along the way but oh yeah the yeah. most the most important thing is park run right yeah yeah the emphasis on run <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right thanks yeah. thanks scott and um speak soon maybe thank you no thanks for your time and i hope thanks. your listeners enjoyed uh and enjoyed hearing my rank absolutely thanks scott okay bye. Bye. thanks for listening to this episode of the pt graduate if you enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.